Good morning and welcome to Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Yoni Pollock. And I'll be your host this Wednesday, most Wednesdays, if not every Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're back. We're going to have a lot of straight Wednesdays from here until who knows how long. I know it's been a bit. Been a bit of time since I've been back here, at least on this show. A lot of uh, Erev Yantifs and just a lot of Yantifs and Chalamoid and this and that, which has left me off the air, but I'm back. As will our uh, usual contributors. The Tova Connect will be joining us this week at 10 a.m. Eastern. She's interviewing, uh, starting the year off big, starting the season off big with her newest interview with David Kramer, the author of United Nation, The Humanitarian Spirit of Israel. You'll want to check that out at Ben about top of the 10 a.m. hour. If it's 10.01, if it's 9.59, you know what I mean, about 10 a.m. Eastern. It's pretty much whenever the music I choose. Some of them are three minutes, four minutes, four minutes, 30. So, you know, it's not always 10 a.m. sharp. That's what I mean. So, So if you're waiting for that 10 a.m., you know, Get on at 9.55, enjoy the last selection before the interview. Again, 10 a.m. Eastern, that's Tova Connects with David Kramer. But one of the spiels I like to start off with, unfortunately, almost every bite size happens to be about the weather. Usually talk a bit about sports. This year, the sports will be a little, uh, certainly a lot, lot less because I have my own show on Monday mornings here on the network at 10 a.m. called After Further Review, where ton of sports, baseball, football, basketball, all their American sports. So, you know, if you want to hear my Astros-Yankees takes, you're going to have to wait Monday mornings at 10 a.m. to hear that. Though uh, maybe I'll share a bit, I will share a bit about my experience at Yankee Stadium this past Monday night. Um, But a lot of that, a lot of that, you know, what I want to talk about with the weather has to do with that game because it was freezing at that game. I, I, I promise you, every single time I feel like I've been at Yankee Stadium for the last two years, it's been freezing. It, I mean, they opened the season, I think it was not. I think it was last season, in April, and it was freezing, and it was raining. It was like that, that, that miserable mid-40s rain that last time I was there. So, I, you know, I was planning to go on to the game this past Monday, and I was like, it's going to be cold, and I, so I brought my sweater, I brought my hat. And it was still freezing, and the wind, and it was, it just makes such a fun experience. Granted, that game was not as fun of an experience as I wanted it to be. But why are we in the middle of October and it's freezing? I mean, I woke up, it was a Tuesday morning, and, and it said 42 degrees on my weather app. You know, this morning, high 40s, low 50. What does it say right now? Low 50. I mean, this. It's freezing. I don't want to wear sweaters. Middle of October. You're going to tell me like I'm lucky. Like sometimes in the early October, right? Give me a break. At least I look at my weather app and I and I see some nice weather on the horizon over the weekend. Get some 70s. I fear the days of the 80s are over. Which is so sad. So, so sad. So sad. I hate it. You know, I hate the weather. Um... But at least I'll enjoy the 70s 
while I have it. I was at Yankee Stadium Monday night. I already told you it was freezing and miserable because of the weather, but it was also miserable because of the game. Really cool experience, though. Um, heading on to the D train, going to the game where, it, you know, assuming Yankee Stadium holds about forty to 45,000, you figure probably twenty to 30,000 are taking public transportation, and you figure many of those thousands are on that D train. Anywhere between 5 p.m. and if the game's 8 p.m., 5 p.m. between 8 p.m., it's packed, and it was packed. I get on the train from uh, West 4th Street, the D train, Astros jersey, Astros hat. By the time you get to 34th, I mean, probably 15 Yankee fans just on my door enter. You know, you get a few looks like, oh, got one of those. Got one of those Astros fans. Then you get to 42nd, then you get to Rockefeller, then you get to Columbus Circle, packed with Yankee fans. And it's just like, forget about it, it's, it's sort of miserable in that you're the only Astros fan out of like 40 Yankee fans just within five feet of you. And you're kind of getting these looks. If you, of course, you get a few with those brown bags. I started drinking. Thankfully, all of them pretty, you know, friendly, friendly banter, smack talk, if you will friendly on that end but the subways are just like uh it's like hot on the subway but it's cold outside you have to prepare for the three hours of four hours really of cold just and survive the 40 minutes of sweating on the subway and then you get to the stadium you're like i wish i was sweating now at least i did kind of a cool experience though to ride with a million yankee fans to the game and then you get in line and for any of you that have been to yankee stadium those lines are kind of just like uh they kind of, what's the word, zigzag, they go back and forth, back and forth. So you end up going in a line, you go up, you know, 30 feet, and then you go down 30 feet, up 30 feet, down 30 feet. So the way it works is you end up seeing the same people, you know, for the next 10 minutes because you just zig up, down, up, down, up, down. So this is one Yankee fan every time I walk by, using not such a nice word to describe me or my jersey, whatever it was. But it's funny, all friendly. Um, was expecting a few more Astros fans where I was sitting, but it was pretty empty in that sense. But had some uh, fun Yankee fans behind me, you know, have a good time with them. It's all, you know, it's all fun and games. We're, we're there for four hours. We could, you know, not be rooting for the same team, but um, all friendly. Good time, went with a few friends. Still a good time. Paid a hefty price to have that good time. Wish the result was different, but alas. Wasn't meant to be, but hey, we got a good series on our hands. By this time next week, I'll probably be laughing at (laughs) y'all. So go, go Astros. All right, we got two hours here with you. Lots of great music. The interview again, Tova Connect with David Kramer coming up at 10 a.m. or so. But for now, as you're used to kicking off Wednesdays, 9 a.m. with Mahapecha Shel Simcha. Thank you for tuning into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati <laughs> <laughs> 
the world make over Mashiach will come take over You ain't gotta be me or see what I see All you gotta do is take a look forward Lift up your eye to the sky Spread out your hands, say thank you, smile Get them up, put them up, leave them up, ha ha Yep, yep, pump up the value every day Stand in place, heart racing, no words to say Pressure building, trying to hold my face Mind drifting like not today Wake up from everything Break out your shell and scream Ha, Shim, you're the king Ha, Shim, you're the king Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'en. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'en. Hashem
מסיבה בלעדיי, אף אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי, הלא הולך עד שכולכם אשנונים, היי, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי, אף אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי, לא נעצור עד שכולכם אשנונים שעות 
של תור בדואר, קשה לגמור פה תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על היהדות. אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחנסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו
מפחד, השם אלוקיך הולך איתך, עם ישראל לא מפחד, השם אלוקינו השם והעיקר לא לפחד כלל, ומלמעלה הוא שומר, שר ואויב לא יתקרב, אך לאח ויד ביד, ישראל זה עמך, ומלמעלה הוא עוזר, שומר שומר
ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר. מה שהיה אתה מנשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם. מה שהיה, היה ונזכר, מה שפתוח זה רק המחר. Shapiro's Machar, top of the hour here on Bite Size of the Nachum Siegel Network, hour number two. And I uh, actually saw Morty Shapiro at the Yankee game, excuse me, the Astros game at Yankee Stadium Monday night. Said hello to him, thanked him for uh, what he did back home in Houston, at least home to me. Uh, what was it, about a month or so ago? All right, top of the hour here, we have uh, Tova Canucks interview with David Kramer, 
the author of United Nation. Uh, coming up uh, right about now. So let's just kick it over to Tova and David right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in Yerushalayim in the beautiful Masila in uh, the German colony with David Kramer, the author of United Nation. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tova. So I wanted to sit down with you and interview you because you have a fantastic story. Before we get into all the incredible work that you're doing for Israel, um, let's hear about how you got to Israel. Okay, um, so 17 years ago, I, I arrived in uh, Jerusalem. Um, I have not left Jerusalem ever since. Two weeks after that, I was uh, wearing a green uniform in the Israeli army. I served, in, I served for just under three years. Um, and I've been living in Jerusalem ever since. Where, where did you serve in the army? I was uh, in a unit called Nachal. Ah. It was an interesting time in the country. It was in the, the beginning of the Second Intifada. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, a, it was an interesting landing in the country, but I've not, li- I've not looked back ever since, and, uh, and I'm glad to call myself a Yerushalmi, or a Jerusalemite today. Uh, and one day you have, a, you have a lot of boys, so one day you'll be proud of them when they join the army? Well, please God, when my little kids uh, reach that stage, we won't have a need for the army anymore. Uh, I mean. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll take each, uh, each year as it comes. Okay, so how does somebody that goes from being in the army to become an author of uh, a fantastic book focusing all on the chassad of Israel? All right, I'll tell, I'll tell you that just before I actually made Aliyah, um, I had the pleasure, or I could say the displeasure, of being a spokesperson at a conference called the United Nations Conference Against Racism which essentially brought over 20,000 people from all over the world that came to discuss issues of racism back where I come from, which is the Jan, uh, South Africa. And I, I can tell you that the six Israeli students that I spent that week with, we, we, none of us had ever experienced such collective hatred um, against the country that we were essentially there representing because the conference essentially turned into a, a, a very well-funded um, propaganda machine against the state of Israel. And there was a very clear message, I think, that came out of that conference, which has been on my mind ever since, is that the idea that there is an attempt to, to, to tell a story that this is a country, that Israel is a country that does not care about the world. If you want to sum up all the, the anti-Israel sentiment, I think for myself, it comes down to that, to that sentence, that this is a country that does not care about humanity. And I can tell you, Tova, that... Um, after living, and I'm sure you, you yourself, who, have, you know, who, 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 who does amazing work for Israel, after having served in, in the army in this country, um, and after having worked very, very intensely in the non-profit sector, the, the reality is the total opposite. This is probably a country that cares more about the world um, than, you know, again, it's not, a, it's not a contest, but that is deeply connected to humanity. We have over 32,000 charities in this country. It's amazing. Which, which is, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's a charity for every 400 people. Right. Um, and in every field that you could, you could ever imagine. We've just seen a massive disaster in Houston, in America. Um, and, and, you know, and Israeli organizations are going down. Ever since the establishment of this country, Israel has always been amongst the first country to offer aid to other countries in need. Um, I know that the, the government of Israel has just pledged a million, over a million dollars towards Houston. There are a number of Israeli organizations that I interviewed for the book that are currently there in Houston on the ground helping out. And that's the story of Israel. Um, so for me, on a personal level, it was important to, to tell the story. Um, and uh, I'm very happy that I did so. <laughs> and I think really now, after reading the book, I think that you could probably make a sequel. <laughs> there's enough, there's enough chassad 
stories to write another book. One, one hundred percent. I think I think every day in the city, you know, again, it depends on the perspective that you look at things, but you see chesed all around you. You see people helping. Um, again, I don't think it's unique only to Israel. I think, you know, the, the idea that people subscribe to, that, that general society subscribe to goodness and helping others is, is a total universal concept. But because of the fact that most people think that that is the opposite of this country, it's important to, to tell the story. What are, what's one story in this book that you think is uh, worth sharing right now? Um, it's probably hard to choose. <laughs> so for me, it is hard to choose because I spend a lot of time finding the, the stories that, I, that really, really spoke to me. But I will, I will share a story with you um, that, you know, that, that for me, again, very difficult to choose. But I will share one with you. In 2015, and again, this is a very light-hearted story, um, there, was, there was a wedding in Israel. There was, there was a couple by the name of Lior and Annette Solomon. Solomon. Um, they lived in the, in the center of Israel. And Annette's father had passed away three weeks before the wedding. Um, so, she, so she posted on Facebook, and, and what actually happened on the day of the wedding, no one turned up to the wedding because they all presumed that the wedding had been canceled um, because her father, had, um, her father had passed away. And it was a desperate situation. They put on this big fancy wedding, and no one, literally 10 people showed up. Wow. So Annette's first cousin um, went to Facebook, uh -huh. and she posted a message you know, telling people of the, of the situation. And I can tell you that over 2,000 people poured in, random people that had no idea who this couple were. No cashier to the couple. No cashier. They saw the Facebook message. They actually came from all over Israel, um, and they came to, to, to share in the wedding. Um, they said at the end of the wedding, people were giving them gifts. An Israeli tradition is that we don't give gifts in Israel. We, we write checks. And they were writing them checks, asking people what the name of the couple were. because people They didn't never, even know. They never knew. Um, wow. And that, that's, that's a story that, that shows you on a very subtle level, you know, in Israel... Um, you know, we, 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 the media tell us that we're politically divided, but, but really the reality is, is that when there's a need, people come. It doesn't matter who you are. And people came from all over and from different denominations. There were religious people dancing with secular people. It didn't matter. Right, we're Amechad. It's really one nation, and it's, and it's sad sometimes to see uh, divisiveness. You know, so, and it's sad sometimes to see that you only see that unity when there is a tragedy. Well, I want to tell you that I got, I got to the end of the book, and I want to, I want to tell you about a conclusion that I, that, that I came to, is that, the, you know, regardless of your political perspectives, whether you're the right wing, you're from the right wing, you know, whether you're religious, secular, left wing, it doesn't matter what your perspective is, there's one thing that I think unites people in this country, and that's the value of life. I think there's a perspective, again, repeating what I said earlier, is that there's a general perspective that the value of life is lacking in this country, and I think... This is a country where the value of life is, is, is more prevalent than, than anywhere else, um, regardless of where, of where you are and where you're from. Wow. Okay, so you took your... The story, it's a fantastic book, but you took it also to a very practical level. And you have a campaign. On, it's called New and You. Um, tell us about that. Okay, so for the last... Actually, New is actually how I got to the book, but uh, uh, okay. one of the reasons. But New uh, is an organization which I run which uh, what we do is we, we design fashionable t-shirts for Israeli charities and we tell the story through, through pop culture, through design um, and fashion and social media. We, we connect young people around the world to the story. So how do you think people that are not right now involved in the world of chassad, how do you think that, what's a practical way that people can get involved? Or why do you think it is important for them to get involved? 
to look again. I think I think Chesed is is not something which is only unique to Israel. Um, people living in America, there are so many Chesed organizations in America. There's so many ways for you to get involved in your own community, um, which I think is extremely important. But there, but but uh, I would encourage people that people that are connected to Israel, there are so many ways that you can help Israel. Like I mentioned, there are over 32,000 charities in this country. And just, you know, we're living in an age where it's not difficult to do anything. Right. You know, you can, you can Google Israeli charities and you can easily find one that is, that is connected to you. Um, and you can get involved in so many ways. You can just reach out to them and I'm sure they'll be more than willing to, to hear from you. Um, if you need help doing that, I would, you know, you can contact me. I would encourage you to, to, to shout out. My name's David Kramer. You can look me up on, on Facebook or you can contact Tova. Yes, yeah, so all, all the links to uh, the way that they can connect to you will be attached to this interview. Yeah. And if you ever arrive in Israel, I would love to meet with you. I would love to explain about the book, um, to discuss the book with you. I would come to your hotel and give you a copy of the book um, and, and help you to get involved in any charity that you wanted. So I'm, I'm actually just through, through the charities in the book, we've just created unique uh, volunteering experiences with all of them. Um, and what, we, what I'm trying to do now, um, and it's actually it's working very well, is connecting people to not only just to read the book, but to experience it for themselves. Um, and I offer customized charitable experiences where I take you to the stories, to the charities. You get to hear from the founders of the charities, learn their stories, get to see them in action, um, and get to learn a little bit more about the, about the story. Oh, so you're like their personal experiential guide. Correct. Fantastic. Okay, so they'll definitely have to get in touch with you. Okay, so hearing all about this chesed that's happening in Israel, hopefully it's uh, encouraging people to, you know, say, oh, maybe we want to move here. You made Aliyah. You have a, you changed, you, you picked up your life and became a soldier, moved here. You're living in Israel and you shalang specifically. What's some advice that you have for people thinking about Aliyah? My... My only advice is, and even though I've been living here for 17 years, my only advice is that if you're thinking of coming, you should just come. The more you contemplate coming and debating whether it's the right or wrong thing or how you can make it, it can never rationally make sense. But you have to, you have to kind of just do it. You have to, you know, you have to break out of the, of the decision-making process. You have to come here, you know, whether you come here and you live here for a year and you experience it and you try and make it work. Um, because if you can be here and you can, you are in a position to make it work, you are going to live a very good life in this country. Okay, great. So they should jump in with their heart. Uh, that's the only way to do it. I, I, I really believe that the more you try and rationalize and um, because Israel really is different and the value that you do get from this country, you cannot explain it. No, um, you can't. And it's not the same as what you'll get in any other country. Um, so you just have to come and have a little bit of faith. Um, you know, the Bnei Israel, they crossed the desert, you know, they went through a lot of hardship to get here, but they had faith that this was the, the place that they felt that they should be. Um, and and they, did, they didn't have Ziploc bags when they moved here. <laughs> I'll tell you honestly, Tova, I do not even know what a Ziploc bag is, but correct, they came with sandals and, uh, you know, and, and camels. But today Israel is a changing country and it's not the same country that I came to 17 years ago. There's incredible development. There's more opportunity than there's ever been. Um, there's, there's wealth in this country that's never been. Um, and I can say it's a very, very exciting place. It's not an easy place. Don't get me wrong, it's not an easy place to live. There are a lot of challenges. But I think there are a lot of challenges wherever you live. Yeah. And I think if you want to live an adventurous life, 
and you want to live a life that is based on values, um, I think this really is the place to be. And you live in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem specifically. Why, why here? Um, again, I think for me, it was ne there was never an option to live anywhere else. Okay. I do love the whole of Israel, and I think there are amazing places in the north, um, and I think there are a lot of other tr very attractive places to live. But for me, um, it was about Jerusalem. Yeah. You're very involved in community in Jerusalem also. You, you and your wife, Tova, started, are one of the founders of uh, Anushal in Yerushalayim. How did you get involved in that? So yeah, we've been, we've been blessed in the last year to have been part of a, a community. Um, I think one of the things that have been lacking in Jerusalem for, for many years is the sense of community. Um, and we have been blessed to be part of a group of people that has started a community on Emek Rafaim, together with Shir Khadash and Rav Ian Per. And I would say it's a very, very comfortable and friendly community that, that's based on very similar values that, that communities in, outside of Israel are based on. Um, we, have a, we have beautiful, special tefillah, and we have very nice people, and we have a nice kiddush on Shabbat, and <laughs> I think there's nothing more that you could ask for. Fantastic. Okay, so thinking about all the places you've ever been to in Israel, knowing Israel like the back of your hand, what is one place in Israel you could call your Israel happy place? Look, I'm, I'm a simple guy. I don't, I don't like, um, for me, it's the simple things that, uh, that really get to me. The, the two daily routines that I do that, that I find incredibly satisfying. The one is I take a bus every morning to the center of town and I walk to my office, which is next door, the Shuk. And just the energy and the experiences that I experience on the long, along the way every single morning, there's nothing better. Walking with a cup of coffee in your hand and seeing seeing Israel come alive and again I'm not being too idealistic when I said but just seeing the reality of this country the different types of people the the advancement watching that the the light rail pass every morning those are incredible developments that you know that if you want to get deep about you know if you want to get symbolic about them they 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 they're incredible things so that's one of the things um, and the other thing which I just think is um, which I enjoy on a daily basis is greeting my kids when they come back from school hearing my kids speak Hebrew again is on a historical level is an incredible I mean that in itself is a revolution you know Jew, young Jewish kids speaking Hebrew in the land of Israel um, you can derive incredible benefit from them um, taking into perspective of where I come from and where they are um, I hear it a lot from my friends is that often when you make Aliyah you're not only doing it for yourself you're doing it for your, the future generations, and, and that's what I see on a daily basis. I'm building whatever I do and whatever I go through, I'm doing it so that my kids can wake up in, in, in the morning and have it a lot easier than I had it. Well, well they're very lucky that, uh, that you made the move and that they're experiencing Israel uh, the way that they are. So uh, continued success, and I can't wait to read your next book. Uh, for anybody that has not yet read the first book, though, I implore you to, uh, to find it. I'll link it here so you can all order your own copy called United Nation. Um, and just so that you can all feel the beauty and chassid of Israel for yourselves. Thanks for sitting with me. Thank you, Tova. And you, and you should also continue doing amazing things for this country. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, David Kramer. Again, David, the author of United Nation. Tova Knecht, we've learned a lot about her last year. We heard a lot from her last year as well. Tova Knecht, you could find her on Facebook at Tova in Israel. Um, if you, I mean, I, I, I hope you were following all summer long because there were a lot of fun and cool things. As she was starring in some new videos, 
you want to check her out. Tovin is on Facebook. If, if you're just going to start following her now, go catch up with everything from the summer and everything from the Yamim Noraim and Sukkis. A lot of fun, cool things there. Again, Tovin Israel on Facebook. Plenty more coming up here on Bite Size. Plenty more music before we kick it over to Avrami's live lunch at 11 o'clock. But for now, the music. Stay tuned for more on Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
ones waiting, wishing, praying for Mashiach. It will only happen when we all get along. Everyone waiting for, wishing, praying for Mashiach. Let's love one another. Everyone in song. Ha <laughs> ha 
Sometimes I lay under the moon And thank God I'm breathing And I pray don't take me soon Cause I am here for a reason Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know someday it'll all turn around Because all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say That we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war And our children will play One day, one day Souls of the innocent, blood transparent, keep on moving though the water stay raging. In this maze, you can lose your way, your way. It might drive you crazy, but don't let it face you. No way, no way. Sometimes in my tears, I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when negativity surrounds, I know someday.
It's like you're sleeping, sleeping Aus dem Ohne, ich sag euch Pino There's a smile deep, deep within you Oh, schön, ey, du Rina, Rina There's songs for singing, Rina Hey, my cuddle in the fall of 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 the f
בזמן שלא יבוא גרידו, וכל הקפה זה טוב תמיד פה. ואז פתאום תראה שלעבוד בלי לחצים אפשר ללמוד, הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד את החיים שלך, תתחיל לקחת את הקלות. מה זה כסף? אך בלי יושר אין לו משמעות. עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרכבת, הילדים גודלים ומה נשאר רק המזכרת, תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק, יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק. ניסית, ניסית, שלא עשית, את הכל רצית, בנית, בנית, ומה שלא ראית, איך שהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחזור שוב לאחור לחייך. אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור דספסיטו את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא גרידו וכל הכבה זה טוב התאמין בו דספסיטו את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא גרידו וכל הכבה זה טוב התאמין בו דספסיטו
Not much time here left on Bite Size and the Nachum Siegel Network. Probably went a song or two longer than I wanted to, but hey. People want music, so I give them music. Uh, that'll wrap things up here on Bite Size and the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, that's it. Avrami's telling me we got to go, go, go. Live launch coming up. So stay tuned for Avrami's live launch coming in just a minute. But if you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, go ahead and do so. Google Play Store. The app store on your iPhone, just type in Nachum Siegel Network. Probably if you start typing in just Nachum Siegel, you'll see Nachum Siegel Network. Click it, download it. You can catch this show live on the run. You can catch the archive of the show on the run. Catch it on the run. Download the app. You can download shows. You can listen on the subway. So much you can do on that app. Go ahead, download the NSN app. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Yoni Pollock, Y-O-N-I-P-O-L-L-A-K, I warn you, it's mostly Houston sports. Beware, but follow and uh, any comments, questions, suggestions regarding Bite Size or the network in general, you could always contact me, Yoni at If it doesn't go to me, meaning if it's something that just, you know, isn't within my domain here, which, I mean, everything's in my domain here, uh, then I'll just forward it to the right people. So just contact me, Yoni at I will be sure to take care of your, your issue. But thank you all for tuning in to the last two hours here with me. That'll do it for us here on Bite Size. I'm like, I'm like in my head, I'm like, trying to figure out which ending am I doing because like in my head I was just about to do the after further review ending but that's not that's not this show got to do the bite size ending how do we do the ending here uh geez I gotta remember I, I gotta write these things down getting old here forgetting how to do these things all right how do we do it how do we do it all right I remember I remember guys I remember I remember I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you all that the bite size is always the right size Take it over, Rami.